This is Stranger Than Fan Fiction. This is not for kids. This is the end of the intro. like the the scale keeps getting tipped yeah. back and forth you're just like oh fuck this guy yeah. he has a puppy oh and then he kicks the puppy oh then he apologizes to the puppy and feeds the food oh <laughs> he kicks the puppy for attacking a baby oh yeah. yeah. he, he stole the he kidnapped Tur- the baby oh but turns out the baby was a bomb a, a, an impoverished home yeah. where he's being abused oh he adopts the baby too Aww. But he's an abusive parent. <laughs> but only because the baby's a serial killer. Aww. Aww. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction, where we celebrate the fans and the fiction by reading fiction from the fans. Uh, once again, uh, I'm leaving the podcast, guys. Uh, I know. Every single time, everything, something falls through every single time. But this time, it's real. Uh, I'm leaving the podcast to start on my novel of 19th century scientist romance called pride and petri dish i'm wes <laughs> damn it <laughs> well when wes is leaving i'll also be inventing a new type of sweater that cures erectile dysfunction the heart again i was grown from a petri dish i'm reese right <laughs> <laughs> and i'm hunter <laughs> and i need to make a list yeah. or something i'm taha and i am just Fumbling. So, guys, I just have, I think, three words. What? One of them is a number. Okay. One but also could be written as a word. Is it between one, two, and three? Yes. Okay. Two. Space <laughs> two. Jam <laughs> Two. Space Jam Two, uh. baby. We just got the trailer for the new Space Jam Two today. It mm-hmm. won't be new when yeah. this comes out. Yeah. But I want to talk about it because it's new. For us, yeah, but the mo- it'll still be new. The yeah, movie the won't movie have won't come out. Have come out. Yeah, yet. yeah, so, yeah that's, that's true. That's this true. episode gets released like eight <laughs> months from now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! So we got we we're getting Space Jam two. I can't wait. First Fuck. thoughts. You guys have all seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't, but wow, but it's, it's okay. Wow. Okay. Shared it in our group chat this morning, and he just didn't watch it. I was watching you, anime. You two. <laughs> what are your first thoughts? What do we think about Space Jam two? Are we excited? Uh, yes, very I excited. I thought uh, the two main points that, that stuck out to me was, one, LeBron James seems like a much better actor than Michael Jordan. Surprising. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so at, at least, settling the basket, no. basketball debate aside, yeah. goat of basketball aside, LeBron James will be a better actor than Michael Jordan, Now, Michael apparently. Jordan, that's not to say that your brand of acting was not campy in a good way. Because yeah. we know you're watching. Yeah, yes. know you're yeah. watching. Thank you for subscribing to Strange Fan Fiction. I really appreciate your support. <laughs> So, Michael, this is not to say that we don't think you're amazing because your performance in Space Jam, the original, is iconic. Don't forget about the mic, Wes. Because of such lines <laughs> as, but I'm a baseball player now. <laughs> so, classic line from Space Jam. Yeah. So, Reese, continue. Uh, yeah, so I, I think he's going to be a great. I think LeBron James is just, I mean, not necessarily, yeah, like I, Michael. 
<laughs> As we were saying, we don't think you were bad. Just from like an actor perspective, it wasn't the yeah. preferred method think, of on-screen acting. I think acting. LeBron does Meisner. Yes, LeBron mm. must have an acting teacher. Yes. He likely has advantages that you didn't have. It's 2021, man. It's so yeah. much time has passed. Acting coaches are everywhere, he right? Just, yeah. He just spent six months at the, the Moscow... National Theater Institute practicing wow. Stanislavski. Wow! Wow! So, oh, getting prepped. Yeah. He learned from the Stanislavski. He's still alive. They keep him alive. Yeah. On ice. His acting technique has actually yes. kept him in alive. A, in in like cubes. And yes, it's, <laughs> it's like drinks. So when you take an ice cube, would you like it, a you glass get a of Stanislavski? <laughs> <laughs> Very you, good. You drink his. Juice. You drink his, his <laughs> You drink the Stanislavski juice and then you adopt now, his acting technique. Uh, now here's a question. Maybe it was answered in the trailer, so this is good. I'm I'm your Is Bugs Bunny in it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm your I'm your blind control group. Um Do you think Michael Jordan will make, oh, a, we'll cameo? make a cameo? Oh. I hope. I hope he does for a hot second. Yeah, yeah. just like a what cameo. They, yeah. Michael, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah, Michael. I know it might be hush hush. So if you can't let us know, just Email us. You can just email us. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram. No, I think it would be really cute if Michael Jordan was in it. <laughs> because uh, for those of you who've seen the trailer, it's very clear that they're making it kind of Ready Player One-y, mm. where it's like there's a whole, it's not just the Looney Tunes mm-hmm. this time. Because, again, we talked about this. Now that Iron Giant's public domain, everyone's like, let's put Iron Giant in our thing. In everything. Yeah. yeah. And Iron you know Giant's going to be like, I better be getting paid for this. You're not because the rights are free. Anytime anytime you have access to the multiverse, which is what mm. they're doing, they yeah. like they have said they're like, Welcome yeah, okay. to the multiverse. Yeah, I was gonna say they they passed by fucking Westeros. And yeah, yeah in the very beginning. Yeah. Uh which brings me to what I really loved about the trailer. Fucking Don Cheadle. Yeah. yeah. As the as the villain, yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hunter, you would know all this if you had watched the trailer. I'm just really excited to be hearing about we it. We could just start. <laughs> we could just start making stuff up, and and Hunter wouldn't even know if we're telling the truth. I don't know if you're telling the truth right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Oprah is, there, is the head coach. Is That's there so cool? Well, is I there know, a Space Jam too? <laughs> I don't Oprah, know. Like dunked on. Uh, LeBron at the very beginning. It was beginning. amazing. Oh, it was so cool. Oh, Ellen and Oprah fight it out for best talk show. Oh, that was see, ins- I was ins- like, how is this related what, to basketball? It, wait, like one v one half court? Yeah, one v one half court. Yeah, they Shit. they do a half court shot. And, and they were Williams talking the entire there, time. too, but she's not in running. Yeah, for best talk show. And then Ellen loses because Ellen's <laughs> a piece of shit. What if we get canceled for saying Wendy Williams' talk show isn't that good? <laughs> wait, is Ellen? Who, no, people don't really is like Ellen Wendy a Williams. piece of shit. Yeah, Ellen got canceled. Yeah, Ellen got canceled for being mean to people. Yeah, she got canceled because I like vaguely. Was... Didn't she come out and apologize? She did, but it I mean, was, yeah. it was it was a half-assed apology. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I might have to go. It was and basically she was like abusing her staff oh, and like I, like Ellen, vocally abusing them. Don't do and, that. From yeah. what I saw, it wasn't even so much like vocal abuse as it was. She was just like an off. She wasn't nice. Yeah, like she was just she was weird. So wait, is it? Did she get canceled because her brand is be kind and she yeah, wasn't basically. kind? It was basically yeah, yeah. because people felt, I think most people just felt deceived. Yeah. Because and she, her, she her... does this whole like be kind to everyone thing and then she's like not actually that nice to people. And yeah. it's like her staff would like have gone on record, a lot of them now, saying that the working environment for being on the Ellen show was terrible. Interesting. Yeah. Nobody liked working there and it was really uncomfortable and she would go off on people. See, that's, I, I find that re- interesting to think about from the philanthropic aspect. Mm. I'm like, being a shitty person in private and still doing good things for people for some reason it it does muddle things just a little bit in my mind i'm like yeah you can be a shitty person but then 
I don't know, when you're outwardly helping people, it, it feels hypocritical. It, it, it I, is it, hypocritical. Even if, even if it's like, because at its base bones, the building blocks are like, yeah, you're helping people. But when people find out that they are not like that in private, it just cheapens their want to listen to them. Yeah, I agree know? with that. Which it, because I agree with you. I'm like, she is outwardly doing a lot of philanthropic things, mm -hmm. but that's, people don't think about that. They're yeah. just like, oh. Well, if you're not actually kind, then I'm not going to listen to And all these you. questions are going to be answered in, in Space, Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? So, uh, y'all, we are, I think it's time to move into a weekly prompt, yeah? Right yeah. in prompt. Jump Let's right do it. So, today's weekly prompt. Uh, What's going to happen in Space Jam 3? We're already talking about Space Jam 3. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of this one. This comes from well, a writing prompt. I'll explain it. Weekly prompt basically is where we scour the reddit verse for, for hours hours literally <laughs> days even uh like take an hour and divide it by 60 and it's how long i took to find this yeah uh, so <laughs> this is coming to us from reddit user vengeful pickle thank you so much vengeful that was pickle. my nickname in high school uh so this prompt <laughs> is basically we're gonna read this go over for five minutes and create a little story out of it the prompt goes, your co-worker looks you up and down. You look like shit, Jerry. Long night? You begin to sob. <laughs> I didn't get any sleep last night. Again, I got summoned three times. These goth kids haven't left me alone since they found my blood totem last week. They just keep asking me for the same thing. And, what's and that's the, the end of the prompt. Well, I think there's a couple of questions that need answers. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. This is not a human workplace. This is like imps in hell workplace. Uh -huh. Is it? I think so. I was imagining this at uh, I think fucking that, Best Buy. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm. I. I it King is goes, Best Buy, but sitting, but it's Hell's Best Buy. Hell Best Buy. This is this is Hell's Buy. So worst buy. This is worst, worst buy. buy. <laughs> yes. So, but <laughs> it's 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 just like Welcome super life. It's just buy. work. You're just working in your super life job uh -huh. in, in Worst Buy. In Worst Buy. And you keep getting summoned with your blood totem. Uh -huh. But you're Jerry the human, the devil human. The devil human. Oh, that's but interesting. But also the heaven human. Because but also the heaven human. Okay. On weekends, you go. Okay. You go to heaven. So <laughs> think of every horror movie that's ever existed where they summon a demon uh -huh. or a, a devil or something like that, right? What if this devil is just like, just that, just like a dude? Working pissed his off job, guy. pissed off, and but it, it's it's like a conscription that nobody can escape. Like all the devils, all the demons have this contract from the beginning of their thing, uh -huh. where they're like, "Yeah, if a human summons you, you gotta go." If, and then if they find your blood totem. If they find your blood totem, I'm sorry, you got to go to the sorry, the Jerry. Human plane yeah, happens it's, to it's, the worst of us it's mandatory <laughs> exactly it's, it's literally into, mandatory yeah, yeah. It's, it's written into your contract mandatory so what are, what are these kids asking because my first thought was like goth kids summon a demon and these goth kids they're smart oh they want to they i mean you do your thing and then i'll give mine thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh so these goth kids are smart they're young they're like 14 when most goth kids are birthed yeah, uh, I was born as a 14-year-old goth kid. Exactly. <laughs> so they're like, oh. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, demon, we got to, can you, can you go buy us some cigarettes so we can really live out our darkness? Yeah. Because cause this demon's older. 
he's yeah. like he's like obviously he's he's lived and died so they're like hey probably like 45 yeah we yeah. can't we can't get him ourselves but blood moon over here really needs he's been trying to get his cig on can Yo, you go buy listen, us some cigarettes listen, uh could i get some like could i get some menthols yeah because, can i get some marlboro marlboro uh, lights that'd be really sick be really and so cool. demon obviously he is obligated to get the cigarettes but this is a moral conundrum because he still is living super life where he gets to go to heaven on the weekends. What That's... is demon's blood totem? Super life is no joke. No. But uh, do you think do you think in that case that when he's in heaven that he can no longer be summoned via blood totem? So it's like a it's like a weekday thing. Oh. So he has to spend his mm. raging to, weekends the resting. Totem. Yeah. He has he has to spend his his party weeks weekends just resting. Yeah. He's like I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's maybe they just want to party with the demon. So now hell is sounding like real hell. Yeah. Where you just don't get to rest ever, and then you yeah. go to heaven, and you're like, oh, Thank that's God. that's real hell where the <laughs> devil God. he scatters your blood totems uh -huh. on the earth, and he's like, oh yeah yeah. Well, once you get to go home, you're fine. I mean, unless. Goth kids summon you with a blood totem. Yeah, unless yeah. the Goth kids really find your blood totem. The Goth kids are like, hey, uh, can you do my homework? Hey, He's uh, like, uh, uh, God <laughs> damn it. I thought I was done with this. The jock kids keep making fun of us for our dance moves. Can you just go haunt them for a little bit? <laughs> hey, can you um, can you actually go uh, dress up as me and work my job at the Best Buy? <laughs> that would be great. And he's like, Oh, I was just doing that. <laughs> but the hours are reversed, so I'm just gonna work a 12-hour shift. <laughs> you, you get back, and it's they're like, like they're like, "Hey, Jerry, uh, you're a little late, but uh, go ahead and take your station. That's all fine." And you're like, "I just didn't double. <laughs> I don't want to do a quad. I've been at work for seven hours. Now it's true hell. <laughs> Working stranger than fan fiction, where we." Sympathize with the demons. Where you go devils. from worst buy to best buy. <laughs> Stranger than fan fiction. I, true hell. I love this true idea. Hell. I love this idea though of goth kids just being like, "Hey, can you just do this Monday?" Like, what if they keep summoning him, to, summoning him to just show him to their new goth friend? It's like, yeah, we can summon a fucking demon. What? It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> not kidding. No, 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 no I can't check this. And then like on the sixth time, he just fucking snaps, and then it becomes the horror movie. So you find out that all these horror movies are just like the seventh iteration of summoning that demon. And when that's, this one comes in, it's speaking in abyssal languages, but it's really just being like, I've had it up to here <laughs> with the shenanigans with you children. I was going to say, what if it follows, like, Mr. Meeseek's law, mm. and he can't return until to, his, the task is to completed. his super life? <laughs> oh, wow. Until he has completed the task that the oh, goth that, kids that's an interesting discussion for. right there, because then, I mean, that that's the rule. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There's nothing else you can do. Can what you if... just work for me? Yeah. And then he has to work for that kid's entire career. career. Uh -huh. Well, that's when he starts whispering into other people's ears, and he's like, hey, I mean... I'd kill somebody for you, like that guy. It, only if you you, you got to ask though. Uh huh. So you start becoming sadistic. You have to start. Also, that's where all the finagling of language comes in. Yeah, I'd, I'd also like to bring up more retail chains, uh, hell alternative retail retail chains like oh, okay. Worst Buy and uh -huh. TSIF, Bed Bath and Below. Thank Satan, it's Friday. Mm, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it could yeah, also yeah. be TDIF. Thank Devil, it's Friday. That's good. Yeah, that's uh, TDIF, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Waffle House. Yeah, Waffle House. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, I guess goth kids, well, I guess demon summoning in general is just a really bad idea on the weekends. 
because nobody's available. Yeah, everybody's, all the demons are in heaven. Everybody's contractually yeah. not obligated to show up. Like, it's yeah. my off day. <laughs> uh, F and B, Fire and Brimstone. Mm, That's pretty good. Brimstone. Instead of Barnes and Noble. Mm. Well, I was thinking H and M, but H. Well, uh, <laughs> F and B. There's Barnes and Noble and like so. Barnes and Naughty. Uh huh. Uh huh. Degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Naughty. 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 All right. Well, that's that was of that. fun. That was hot. Wait, wait, wait. That no, was. I, I want one more. What's what's one for Walmart? Hellmart. That's all. Hell yeah. Yeah, we can go. That was good. <laughs> that was fan freaking tastic, Reese. Like. Take he's done. I mean, yeah, take a bow. He That's peaked. it. You see him? He's about to walk through take my camera. Oh, he's not going to walk through my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell what that looks like on the camera. All right, y'all. Is it time to get into the fan fiction for the day? Fan fiction. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so, <laughs> before we start, I want to just preface this fan fiction by saying many times on this show, I find a fan fiction and I say, this has now become my favorite fan fiction. That happens many a time. I think the last time it happened was with uh, the Romeo and Juliet. Insurance. Insurance. Uh, insurgents. Yep, thank you. It was a fantastic fan fiction. This one, I think, may have taken the crown once again. Uh, <laughs> truly, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how I do it. Uh, <laughs> what a sweet surprise it is. But <clears throat> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is a fan fiction called Conservation of Momentum. Good by author Rose Claw. Uh, this was found in Archive of Our Own. This is a Candyland fan fiction based off of the 1980s board game, Hasbro TM. Uh, I want to read a little author's note because I, I want it to be understood why I think this is a fantastic fan fiction. The author's note says, World building is difficult in its own right, but world building in a non-existent fandom where all one has to go on is a blurb and a picture is really damn difficult. Many, if not all, references to people, places, creatures, and insults are brands or types of candy. <laughs> I have never done this much research for any other fic I've written, and that is why this was almost never finished. There's a lot of types of candy out there. <laughs> also, I managed to take everything remotely childlike about the game and rip it out by the roots. <laughs> Written for uh, user Apoca Big Bang. Great name. This was based on the original definition of apocalypse, the disclosure to certain privileged people of something hidden from the majority of mankind, a revelation or lifting of the veil. Then there's the whole end of the world thing. I use the Norse Ragnarokus. Ragnar Ragnarokus. Ragnarokus. <laughs> and the Christian Book of Revelations as a basis for the plot. Also, my version of Candyland is from the 80s version, not this new version. Thank you for the awesome Sai Kokato for the beta and cheerleading. So, some shout outs to some other users who helped out uh, with this process. But this is uh, basically Candyland Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fantastic. Okay. Wait, what'd you say, Taha? Sweet. Ooh. Uh, there it is. Oh, well, and everybody, so thank it begins. you so much for joining us for stay another strange. episode of Stranger <laughs> Things. Stay, right. <laughs> stay sweet. Stay uh, sweet. Stay sweet. So, Taha, you'll be reading Princess Lolly. Oh. Reese, you'll be reading Queen Frostine. And Hunter, you'll be Mr. Mint. <laughs> Mr. Mint. Uh, Mr. Mint here. So, oh, and once again, this was published on May 3rd, 2010. So, this is over wow. a decade old. Wow. Uh, but, and, and, I'll, I'll talk about that more later. We'll we'll read it and then we'll get to talking. It's very good. And we'll get to talking. 
the ice cream sea was boiling. <laughs> Queen Frostine frowned at it. This simply would not do, nor did it bode well. She had been waving off rumors for weeks of the gumdrop mountains melting. Now she thought, maybe there might be some truth to those rumors. It was worth an investigation, a trip out to the mountains. She looked at the ice skates in her hands and bit her lip. Something was wrong in Candyland, and Frostine would be damned if she wasn't going to put an end to it. She would have to do it herself. King Candy was a doddery old fool, and she had believed his lies when he had told her that there was nothing wrong in the kingdom. Frostine had been a good queen, and not one of her subjects would counter that. She had submitted to their king despite the age gap. He was her king. She had even given him a child, but not an heir, something he still tried to rectify. Frostine was delighted to discover that the sweetness that made him soft around the middle had also caused his impotence. Candy blamed Frostine for not trying hard enough, for being selfish, because even after a child, the sweetness had barely touched her belly. An heir, a real child, a son, would stretch her body, and she would know the sweetness. She did not hate him, though. He was not cruel to her, just indifferent, except in the case of an heir. But even the need for an heir was only to keep Lord Licorice from taking on the title of king. The smarmy bastard would stop at nothing to become king, even if that meant taking on Lolly as a bride. Frostine <laughs> would never let that disgusting man touch her daughter. Frostine would do anything to keep her daughter safe, to raise her daughter as the next queen of Candyland. But first, she needed to make sure that there was a world still left for her daughter. Frostine passed the ice cream sea just before dawn. In the gray haze, she could see that the beaches were covered in noxious foam. She could see the pale red of Swedish fish dotting the shore. She didn't need to venture closer to know that all the fish were dead. She could smell their sickly decomposition. It clogged her sinuses and her lungs. The smell stayed lodged in her nose long after she passed the sea and saw the first spattering of trees of the lollipop woods. The sight burned to the back of her eyelids. She realized that half the trees she passed on her way into the forest proper were naked. Some had different colored resin oozing down their trunks, and many had been taken over by red vines. <laughs> a feeling she couldn't name crept up her spine and formed a lump at the base of her throat that made it difficult to breathe. Frostine ignored the emotions in favor of hope. Lolly lived in the woods. She attended finishing school, the Charm Pop School. <laughs> Frostine hoped that she had time to visit with her daughter, if only to say hello before she headed out to the mountains. Lolly was outside reading when Frostine approached. Lolly looked up when Juju's shadow fell over her book. Mama! Lolly squealed as she scrambled to her feet. Frostine smiled and dismounted Juju. Juju snorted at Lolly, and Lolly ran her fingers up the blaze on Juju's muzzle to appease him. Hello, baby, Frostine said with a smile. It's been a while. I'm no longer a child, Lolly insisted petulantly. She was no longer a child in body, true. Frostine was particularly struck with the stark contrast of Lolly's yellow dress and her strawberry curls. The dress had been Frostine's when she had been Lolly's age, and so had the eyes. But the curls were all candies. You'll always be my baby, Frostine countered. Give your mother a hug. Not that I'm complaining, Lolly said as she complied with her mother's wishes. But why are you here? 
Is Papa with you? Frostine's smile drooped at the corners, and she was thankful Lolly couldn't see. No, Lolly, your Papa doesn't know I'm here. I am on an errand of grave importance. Oh, Lolly said, sounding a bit stricken. Uh, then we should continue this someplace else. Morning lessons are almost over, and if someone sees us, they will know. Frostine's frown. Frostine frowned and pulled away from her daughter. Are you skipping your lessons? Yes, Mama. Lolly admitted with a sigh. She looked at the ground instead of Frostine's face. We shall discuss that later, Frostine said sternly. Where will it be safe to talk? Uh, come with me, Lolly said. She grasped Frostine's hand and led her to a rose-water pool surrounded by lollipop and sugar-plum trees. <laughs> they sat down on the soft moss around the pool. Juju sniffed suspiciously at a sugar-plum before he tugged one from the tree and munched on it. What's going on, Mama? Lolly asked. She used her entire face to frown. I need to know of all the changes you've noticed within the lollipop woods, Frostine said. Oh, Lolly said quietly. You finally noticed. Your father still hasn't, Frostine reminded her. That is why he does not know I'm here. Softly, Frostine continued. The ice cream sea was boiling. Lolly gasped. She pursed her lips and sighed. I thought it was just the lollipop woods, she said eventually. <clears throat> Valrona said that the gumdrop mountains were melting. I didn't believe her because she's a gossipy hose-nose. She's been touched by the sweetness, and she's younger than I. Language, Frostine reminded her mildly. Lolly huffed. Is it true, though? I'm not sure, Frostine admitted. I'm on my way to determine that. What will you do if they are? Lolly asked. She rearranged her skirt around, as she sp around her splayed legs. I would need to then determine the cause and put a stop to it, Frostine said well, sensibly. You can't just order something like that, Lolly said. I mean, no offense. Lolly, Frostine said with a small smile. The law does not work like that. In order to meet a large, seemingly unattainable goal, a series of obtainable legislation will be put in motion to ultimately reach the end goal. Her daughter had much to learn of laws, and Frostine hoped that would that would be before Lolly became a queen. It just seems so huge, Lolly whispered. Many things are huge when you look at everything involved, Frostine said. You must take small steps to reach a large goal. Lolly gave Frostine a look that reminded her exactly how young and, ex and inexperienced her daughter actually was. The world was a trying place for someone Lolly's age. For example, you can tell me about the lollipop woods, Frostine said. We can work on that first. The trees are melting, Lolly said. She choked a bit, as if the words really didn't want to come out. It's really creepy. The dead ones are cut. A lot were cut before, but to make room for Grandma Nut's peanut franchise, she needs acres and acres for her peanut fields. Frostine had seen the melting trees in their bare sticks, bleached by the starlight. The skeletal remains of the lollipop woods were creepy, and Frostine felt a chill race up her spine at the mere thought. What would make the trees unhappy? Lolly asked, and Frostine was reminded again just how young her daughter was. That's what I'm going to find out, baby, Frostine said resolutely. Frostine heard voices in the woods, schoolgirls, laughing. Frostine looked up in alarm. What is it, Mama? Lolly asked. Your friends are coming, Frostine said. I need to go. She pushed herself up and crossed over to Juju in three wide strides. No one can know I'm here. Oh, Lolly said. She looked so pathetically crestfallen, and Frostine's heart went out to her. I do love you, baby, Frostine said. She mounted Juju. I'll be back. I just need to assess Candyland. I understand, Mama, Lolly said dully. I was never here, Frostine told her. She spurred Juju into a gallop. Juju slowed down to an amble as the trees became sparser. 
The last time Frostine had been out this far, this open area was part of the Lollipop Woods. It had not been so long ago, either. It was the time of the Great Revolt. The clans up in the Gumdrop Mountains wished to emancipate themselves and become their own nation. Frostine and Candy had traveled there and negotiated. They were able to talk down the threat of civil war, and no one had been victim to so much as a pop rock. Now the only thing Frostine could see were peanut fields, flat green rows of peanut vines separated by rust-colored dirt. All she could smell was the overwhelming smell of peanuts. They went out in every direction, as far as Frostine could see. She did not remember giving Grandma Nut a land permit to expand her corporate empire. <laughs> Candy must have, because peanut brittle was one of Candyland's main exports. He would jump at the chance to bring more revenue into his kingdom. Frostine's stomach gave a painful twist, and she realized that she hadn't eaten anything since she left the castle the night before. She gathered peanuts from the vine and ate them as she rode. Juju snorted at her, but decided to graze as well. Frostine decided to stay to the outer fields to avoid people instead of using the main road. She and Juju were not the only ones with that idea. Frostine quickly wrapped her hair in a shawl. She had distinctive hair, and she didn't want this stranger to know exactly who she was. Hello. He greeted her. He was very pink and very tall. Hello, Frostine said in return, looking down from Juju. Good morning. You don't want to head out past the peanut fields, he said. It's no place for a beautiful woman, or any human for that matter. He said this with a smile and a Highland accent. <laughs> so thick, it took Frostine a moment to understand what he said. <laughs> he was undoubtedly from the Peppermint Forest. You've come from there, Frostine asked. Oh, yes, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> he said with a dip of his head. There's nothing out there beyond the peanut fields. Pardon me, Frostine asked. There was no way that there, that there was nothing beyond Grandma Nut's farm. There's nothing out there. It's a wasteland full of dental caries, the man said. You don't want to go out there. Oh, I haven't introduced myself. Sorry, it's difficult to find my manners in the presence of such a pretty lady. I'm Mr. Andy Mint. How do you do, Mr. Mint? Frostine said. She momentarily panicked. She didn't want to tell him that she was the queen. It wasn't proper for the queen to be outside of the castle grounds without an escort. I'm Miss Cone, she decided. Pleasure to meet you, Miss Cone, he said. I must go see these dental carries, as you call them, myself, Frostine said stubbornly. That's no place for any person to be, he insisted. And my mother would never allow me to let such a lovely woman there unescorted. Why do you need to see him? Oh, an escort won't be necessary, Frostine said. There's no need to worry yourself on my accord. Nonsense, Mr. Mint said with a wave of his hand. You'll need someone who knows the way. The way? Frostine prompted, immediately suspicious. You must be on an errand, Mr. Mint said. To the mountains. The main road isn't too sturdy. The refugees have... Refugees? Frostine repeated, alarmed. The mountains are melting, ma'am, Mr. Mint said. A lot of people don't have their homes anymore. Frostine hadn't thought of that. Her heart went out for her people and she felt an intense anger at Candy. If he had known this and kept it from her, she would never forgive him. I must see this for myself, she said resolutely. Sure, Mom, Mr. Mint said. We need to stay in the outer fields. Technically, we're trespassing. You never know when a worker will report you. No, Frostine agreed, talking about something completely different. You never know. 
<laughs> Damn. So really quick, first thing I want Drama. to say. First thing I want to say, I purposefully gave you that role hunter <laughs> because I wanted a repeat of episode one. Because yeah. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna know I, it's a Highland accent. I read I read my lines, but I want to say I kind of like this recurring thing of my voice shifting. <laughs> so I had to I had to do that. Uh, That's brilliant. But yeah, so couple just things about the story now that we're done with it mm -hmm. uh once again rose claw thank you so much for this this is fantastic mm -hmm. uh i had to edit a little bit in the center just like cut out a couple lines of descriptors uh but this continues uh i'm fairly sure it's done it's been 11 years um <laughs> but it is a 10,000 word basically like short story wow. uh and this was i think the first like 1800 2000 words of okay. it uh, oh, so this is just the beginning of a much larger epic of a little short story. So uh, this this just made me so happy again because of how much world building went into creating yeah. something that doesn't exist yeah. <laughs> and creating feelings and ideas about characters and their relationships with each other just based off of a board game where all of the characters are like, yeah. And smiling, even even the molasses swamp monster is yeah. happy, and everyone loves him. Like the the feat of the feat of writing that this author has performed, because with uh with a lot of the other fan fiction uh, universes, you can kind of rely on the knowledge of the reader to build the world for you. Like you don't like I'm writing a Lord of the Rings fan fiction and I don't have to sit there and describe Hobbiton in great detail. Exactly. I don't have to go into the narrative that happened in Lord of the Rings to explain where why we are where we are. Uh -huh. I don't have to rely on that. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. This person does a wonderful job of both <laughs> building the world that exists and also giving a uh, moving the story forward in the process. So uh -huh. like as we're moving through, Roseclaw does a great job of being like, and this is the this is the environment, but this is where they're moving through and just describing it as we're moving forward. It's and so just, good. Just this sense of like Game of Thrones, but yeah. Candyland. Yeah, yeah that's what it was reminding a, me of. Well, and also, what an apocalyptic event. Mm. Candy is melting yeah and their whole world is made of candy they're yep. like that's Everything. the great runoff oh yeah every type of candy is here's here's what i'm thinking if i had to get because I, I don't know what is happening what if everything is past its expiration date they need mm. new the candy, candy expired, so they just need the to get new candy. The sweetness is leaving. It's becoming yeah. stale. Everything is stale now. <laughs> mm. So Candyland is restart. Everything must be reborn. The world has to be destroyed oh, from the ground up yeah. before it can be rebuilt. Do you know with new sweeter treats? Something that I, my my personal theory would be that the game of Candyland, even though this is the world of Candyland, they're still within the board, the board game, game of yeah. Candyland, in which case it's been moved into the attic. Oh, it's being put away. It's not being played anymore. So they oh, moved it into the man. hot attic oh, in the summer. They get us with a Toy Story bit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. They so hit the, us with Toy Story feelings. So it's starting to melt because the, the person who used to play Candyland isn't playing it anymore. Oh, it's 2021, damn. baby. And then Y'all, everybody, quick. Get out candy yeah. and play it right, right now. now. <laughs> Only you can save Queen Frostine. You have to we, save the denizens of Candyland. We, we all go back to Candyland and we're like, wait a minute. Start to scratch away and it's the smiles are like, 
Yeah, they turning into like, <laughs> like, like painful, <laughs> painful screams. If you oh. put Candyland under a heat lamp, you'll watch <laughs> as everyone screams in agony. What if the creators of Candyland actually intended this? They were like, yes, there will be a secret to Candyland, and this will not be discovered until forty Land years in the Freemasons. Yeah, the Candy Illuminati. We have to go back all the way to the beginning. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Hello, grandmother. <laughs> I wish to see I your to board see. games. Bring me Candyland. <sighs> Bring me Candyland. <laughs> Damn. Now that's just made me think. They need to re-release Candyland as a scratch and sniff. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they done mm-hmm. that? Yeah. What the heck? Or a lick and taste. What are you doing, Has- Hasbro? Yeah. Or, or what are you yeah, doing, or, Hasbros? Or just make it with the actual candy, so you can only play oh, it once. Oh. By the way, Hasbro, thank you so much for subscribing to Strange Fan Fiction. Yeah. Thank you, Hasbro. Very we love your support. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge. Maybe like a Candyland advent calendar. You get a little piece of candy every day, but also closer to the mystery. I feel like that would exist. I feel like a Candyland advent calendar exists. I mean, it better or else where are we going to find the the mystery? That's what the internet's for. (laughs) I'm going to look it up. Well, wouldn't any candy really, truly just be a piece of Candyland? Wait, what if advent calendar chocolates are like prisoners? Oh, God. What if if this takes... Y'all, what if this takes place... In the real world, it exists. And mm. what if it does? Yeah, it's from the Candyland store too. Candylandstore.com. It's out that, of stock. That ah, that's probably stupid, because it's April. <laughs> that stupid lecherous Ooh. candy king always looking for ways to expand his kingdom's profits. Yeah. Oh my god. King Candy's a. I love shit. the political climate of this store. Yes. <laughs> Truly. It, so it actually reminds me a lot of. There's this book that I'm reading. It's called The Fifth Season by N.K. I believe it's Jem- Jemison. Uh-huh. Jameson? Jameson. Uh and Get me pictures of King Candy. Get me pictures <laughs> of Candy. Uh <laughs> it's uh it's interesting because they lead the beginning of this is like, this is how the world ends. That's like the like the first words of the book. Uh-huh. Or like the, within the first chapter, they're like, Apocalypse happens. We're gonna get that out of the way now. Here are the stories that lead up to yeah. it. And I, I, I'm getting that same kind of vibe with this because I love even in your in the author's note about Ragnarok and and uh, the, uh, the Christian uh, book of Revelation. Yeah, book of uh, the Second Coming. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, in yeah. the Book of Revelation? It's the, it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. 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 So horrifying imagery in the Book of Revelations. So yeah. what what is this gonna look like? I mean, we've already start seen the beginning. The 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 ice cream sea is boiling. Was that right? Or yeah. is it just yes. melting? It's the highlands boiling. are melting. Yeah. The, the the gumdrop mountains. Are so what is the melting. restoration? Is there restoration? And if not, is this a cycle of rebirth that we're witnessing? Well, and I'm, how, I'm curious now. How does she save her people? I'm curious if this takes place in the real world mm. and this is global warming yeah, <laughs> is yeah. causing. That was my thought as well. Global yeah. melting. Global warming's causing the gumdrop mountains to melt and the gumdrop mountains are Falling into the sea. Milady, the, the integrity sea. of the sugar is failing. <laughs> Bridges are collapsing. And Our we infrastructure. Gotta get, we got to get Al Gore's candy counterpart. Yeah. Al. Al Gumdrop. What's the opposite of Gore? What's the sweet version of Gore? Icing. Frosting. <laughs> stuffing. Shit. Al stuffing. I can't. Th- I lost it. But Al, we'll, we'll just get regular Al Gore. Yeah, we'll just, yeah. Get, we'll just Al Gore. We'll just, yeah, just uh, hello, <laughs> hello everyone. It's my prized possession. Candyland is melting. So, uh, with the emission of all of Grandma Nuts, uh, 
uh, greenhouse gases from her peanut factory. Uh, it's causing the gumdrop mountains to melt. This, so, uh, this is all a Senate And hearing. everyone's like, shut yeah. up, Al Gore. <laughs> and then like, oh, really? Bernie shows up. We can't let the people of yeah. Candyland fail. <laughs> <laughs> Their infrastructure. All of our candy. <laughs> Yo, what if, if we don't? We don't have candy. Then what are we gonna eat for dessert? <laughs> what if, I like gumdrops. What if we? What if we imagine it that Candyland exists? It's just a hidden government project. <laughs> Donald Trump and it's is where like, we get all of the candy. What's the uh? What's the book the, of secrets from uh, National Treasure is all about? The book where of candy. The book of sweet the book secrets. Of, the book of sweet. What's sweet the, what's the black paper ah, place? That's a hard one. <laughs> uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's oh, like Candyland like Wakanda. Wakanda. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's, it's like you've had all this candy all this time. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be Wakanda, but it's like tucked away like Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. behind a yeah. veil of instead of loose instead of Black Panther, it's Sugar. the Pink Panther. All right, that was awesome. Well, one more time, I want to give I want to give credit where credit was due. Once again, this was Conservation of Momentum by. Author Rose Claw, thank you so much for giving us a fan fiction that I didn't know that. Again, that happens every time I find fan fiction. I'm like, I didn't know that I needed yeah this Candyland, but serious and talking about see, the apocalypse. Like, I want to see a, I want to see a Candyland. I want to see the CCU, CLCU, yeah, the CLCU, yeah, the Candyland Cinematic Universe. Honestly, this made me be like the board game Cinematic Universe. Yeah, the BGCU. Yeah, this made me honestly be like. I would love to see this exist as like a YouTube, as like a web series. Yeah. Like very serious Candyland shit. You know what I want? I want someone to take this fan fiction, do a dramatic reading of it mm -hmm. on their podcast, and then discuss it. That would be so cool. Wouldn't that be a great idea? I think but that'd be awesome. Who's who's ever gonna do you that? You gotta stop thinking in ideals, man. I'm just I just think it would be a perfect if someone thought of this idea, they'd be so amazing and funny and adorable and millionaires but the world's not that and kind sexy too yeah. that's just that's never gonna happen and really really hot yeah oh, that's well, never gonna happen well, <laughs> well three definitely not yeah that. three of them would be yeah. one of them wouldn't and he wouldn't have hair <laughs> no mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i knew this would happen i'm throwing <laughs> all my hair back <laughs> well everybody thank you once again for joining us on another exciting exhilarating and particularly sweet Episode of Stranger Than Fan Fiction. <laughs> uh, guys, is there anything you want to say before we sign off for the day? Uh, I'd like to say that I'm surprised and impressed at the lack of candy puns that we made over the course of this episode. Yeah. I just I'm 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 happy that we didn't insert. It was like it, there was no Iron Man bit. Yeah. You know. I mean, oh, yeah. what a bunch of goobers. Yeah. We are. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I would say four that nerds in one room not making candy jokes. I mean, come on. I'll like say that, that the yeah. end of this episode leaves a large cavity. In my chest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We should take you to the hospital. Yeah, yeah no, I, think I need, we to, might get need to get that out. I need to go to the This is a problem. We need yeah. to go. This is really gumming up the works. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. There it is. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for watching. Uh, have a good one. Or not. We hope we hope, yeah, have one. a bad one. Yeah. If you feel like have it. Have a one. Have a bad one so have then a, you can have, have another one. good one. Have a one. <laughs> yeah. Life is a series of ups and downs. We are living a sign curve and we love you anyway. Just have one, brother. Or sister. We hope you continue to check out the rest of our content we release every week. Uh, and until we see you next week, remember, stay strange and sweet.
If you like what we're doing, consider leaving us a review or comment. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at STFF Podcast, or make your way over to stffpodcast.com. And if you really, really like us, consider subscribing to our Patreon to support us further. Thanks for listening.